the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good morning and welcome. Picture Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason live on this CPI Tuesday. Uh, some calmer markets, at least for a little while. Uh, before we get into all of it, uh, I got to tell you what, I screwed it up. The Fed meetings next week. So, so we, we'll, we'll get the Fed meeting next week. We got CPI today. We'll get PPI tomorrow. We'll get retail sales. So the Fed will have some more data to, to look at. Uh, I guess it's probably a, a good thing that it's, it, that I was off on the date that'll give the market. We'll see how many more banks are going to be at risk today. Uh, we have a bank on rally. Um, I don't know how long it'll last. Uh, the the banks that are rallying, uh, most of them aren't very strong. So I I don't know. We'll, we'll wait and see. But eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. I I hate to say it, Jason, but I think we're closer to the beginning than we are to the end. Uh, and uh, you know, some extraordinary measures being taken. Uh, the, the fact that they insured, I, I don't know if insured is the right word. They're, they're going to keep the depositors whole on the two financial institutions that went out, uh, uh, Valley Bank there, Silicon Valley Bank and, and Signature Bank, uh, and you're going to use the FDIC's trust fund to do it. Uh, that's really going to put a, a big dent in that trust fund. Uh, but I did some digging, and we have roughly, give or take, about $18 trillion of deposits. About half of that is over the $250,000 limit. So that's $9 trillion. So I don't know how you could actually do that, right? I mean, you know, could you imagine you wake up one morning and, and uh, Jay Powell's calling Janet yelling and saying, hey, uh, we're going to need to borrow a few dollars. Oh, okay, well, what, what, what are you going to need? Uh, Nine trillion. You know, you know, Joe, there's something else, too. And, you know, I, the average guy sitting around listening to this is like, well, I don't have $250,000. That doesn't affect me, but it does. Because that nine trillion of susceptible money is what pays you your check when you go to work every week, so you better believe that the the deposits over two hundred fifty thousand affect you no matter how uh, rich or how poor you are, Joe. Yeah, that, a lot of these are going to be you know the business accounts. Uh, uh, money continues to pour out of these small banks. Uh, that's why I said I think we're closer to the beginning than the end. Uh, all, all the big banks, the uh, the two big to fail banks. That's where all the money is going, uh, and and I think it kind of makes sense, right? Because at, at this point, uh, do you risk it, right? You're, you we've already lost. Technically, we've lost three banks already. Uh, I'll say this: uh, Wolf Richter did a great job on First Republic. 
and, and checking out their balance sheet. Uh, this is another very, very risky type of bank. They did a lot of lending uh, on uh, unrealized stock options. And a lot of these stock options, well, obviously, uh, with Wall Street falling, they're not quite worth they were. Uh, and I think there's a lot more of those. The problem is for some of these other banks, Jason, they may not be risky at all. But, hey, there a handful of businesses leaves, and all of a sudden, hey, we don't have enough money to send over to J.P. Morgan. Hey, I just had five, five big guys, and they all went to J.P. Morgan. Well, I don't have the money. I was just going to say that the majority of these banks, Joe, they're so interconnected. How can they? How can there not be risk or contagion? You know, I know some banks are more secure than others, but there's there's just no way. I mean, the the bank closures of last week is just it's just another warning of why you should secure your cash. Your money needs to be put somewhere safe. Absolutely, and this isn't. You know, it's. You know, I think most of us would expect it. Right when we're talking recession, right? If you know, think about this. You know, the jobs number that came out last week, it, it was what three hundred thousand jobs. The unemployment rate's three point six percent, and uh, we're talking about bank failures. And again, this is really fifteen years, and and, and probably longer than that, but fifteen years of zero, uh, fifteen years of. Re- ridiculous amounts of money that was spent. I mean, it really just seemed like once the financial crisis hit, Jason, Congress lost all perspective on spending. The central bank lost all perspective on spending, right? They just kept, oh, we got this tool and that tool. Oh, we got, we found five more tools in the tool shed. Well, the, the, the tools were just, hey, we're going to create more debt, but we'll just call it something else. <laughs> it is kind of interesting when it comes to, uh, the economy. For the most part, it all comes down to pluses and minuses, right, Joe? That's really all there is. I mean, it's, that's two tools. Adding and subtracting. Right. Isn't Adding that all it really is? Subtracting. You know, well, and, and again, so just just understand what's happening. So to put it plainly, they don't have enough money on hand if they lose several big depositors. Okay? They, they, they just don't have it. What they do have are securities a lot of them that they've been buying over the last 5, 10, 15, 20 years. The problem with those securities is they were bought when interest rates were at zero. The Fed funds rate was at zero. And so when they sell them to get the money, they've got to sell it at a loss. And then all of a sudden, you got a good old-fashioned bank run on your hands. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back with the CPI data when we return. 800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. Joe and Jason on this Tuesday. Quick look here at the markets. Right now, the Dow hot today, up over 460 points right now. Uh, A lot of these banks that have been hammered uh, rallying right now. Anyway, it's early. We'll see. Uh, the S&P's up 77. The Nasdaq's up 250. Uh, the two-year note, which had the worst three days going back to the financial crisis 
and the 87 crash, the biggest one-day rally ever today. So going the other way, yields going back up uh, today. Gold's down four. 1912 silvers up uh 8 cents uh, about 2188 this market recap brought to you by our friends at Y Refi right you know think about the turmoil uh that just since uh, what Thursday or Friday of last week into this week you want something uh that's not tied to Wall Street that it doesn't matter about big banks little banks uh any kind of bank mega bank uh check out our buddies over at Y-Refi, invest, Y-Refi.com. That's the word invest, the letter Y-R-E-F-Y.com, or 888-Y-Refi24. And remember, you got to have a minimum of $50,000 to to work with Y-Refi. So we had CPI out today, uh, and it it was in line. They were hoping that it would be a little better, but let me give you the headline. Headline number up four-tenths month over month. Year over year, up 6% year over year. So that, that came down uh, from, from the, the, the previous month, but n- not a lot. Uh, then the core, which was, you know, one of the, again, uh, the Fed used to be their favorite number. Now they got a super core. I didn't get a, they didn't tell me what the super core was, Jason. They just gave me the core. The core came in uh, a little hotter than they wanted to, uh, up at 5.5% year over year. Uh, and that was only off a tenth from the previous month. So, uh, inflation there, right? It's there. Uh, it, it wasn't soft. It, thankfully, I mean, I guess it could have been worse, uh, but we haven't seen, you know, the next number, the next one we get, right, gas prices started rallying again, so we may get uh, some more inflation there, uh, but that's the way it looked. Uh, by the way, the 32nd straight month in a row where real wages dropped, and that's what, I mean, you're talking, we're coming up on three years where essentially your take-home pay, even if you got a raise, isn't enough to overcome what the inflation's done. And Jason, you kind of went back and said, "Well, let's take the last two years uh, and combine them together." And you're, you, you said, "You said to me this morning, believe it or not, it's the same number. The, the, March this year and March last year were the same as February uh, this year and February last year. That really, we didn't move the needle." That's correct, and and this is why uh, doing it this way, in my mind, shows, I think, a very uh, specific uh, agenda by the Fed to, to make sure we have inflation. Uh, it's one of the reasons I think that we're going to have quarter point rate hikes because they got to keep it here. I, I I don't think they want inflation necessarily to go down. I think this, this this situation that we know that if they raise the rates significantly, they kill the inflation. So what is their goal? I mean, well, for their rich buddies. You know, with the people that own the Fed, uh, they want to be able to pick up cheap assets when they destroy this market. I, I think they're just they're just itching, itching, itching for this thing to go where it has to go because zero uh, percent for all those years uh, has created the situation, and every situation has a, a chance for profit if you if you know what's going to happen. So let's look at the the, the last two months. Let's see if the last the last two year CPI CPI over CPI. No, they do the year over year. 
That's 6%, Joe just announced, for, for February. 6%. Uh, yeah, it was February, yeah. I said March, it was fe- January and February, yeah. C- correct. But if you add that with the 7.9 of 2022, you have 13.9. So let me go back and just – and because we're now getting the 2022-2023 numbers, but the, the only two-year two year-over-years we have are uh, mostly 2022 and 2021. Look at – if you add the two months together, the, uh, the, the two years together, 13.9 – 13. 6, 13.6, 13.9, 13.9, 13.5, uh, 13.9, and 13.9. They sure seem to have a very, very even inflation going. So it seems like they have it kind of right where they want it, Joe, just enough to, to mess things up. Because uh, I, I think if the inflation goes away, Joe, uh, they, they, uh, then they're going to be the, the markets will be screaming at them to, to lower the rates and print money. And, and I think they're in a place where they – they could lose control of inflation if they do such a thing. So it just, it just, how can it be that control joke? Come on. Right. Right. Really? You know, that, that is, they- that is really amazing. Right. When you think about it, I mean, uh, it's, it's like a figure skating uh, score, right? You know, 13.9, 13.9. Oh, well, uh, the Russian judge 13.5 and 13.9, 13.9. Uh, but, but again, just think about this. Let's call it, let's make it some 14%. That they will admit to that you've lost in wealth in, in just two years. And of course, if you get into 2021 when the inflation first started to kick in gear, you know, we're, we're probably going to see numbers, uh, that, that will be cl- closing in on 20% in a three year period. Yes. I mean, that's, that's unheard of, uh, when you really think about it. And then, uh, today, a uh, meta, Meta, uh, you know, that's the, the, uh, Facebook. They're going to lay off 10,000 more workers, uh, as, uh, I guess the metaverse isn't quite taking off as expected. And then Bloomberg, uh, with a big story out saying that the two big to fail banks are being inundated with deposits. They're saying that deposits at the largest U.S. banks have become much, much bigger. Uh, they're saying that they're receiving billions and billions of dollars every single day from JP Morgan, Bank of America, Citigroup, Wells Fargo, all saying that they're seeing well above average volume when it comes to, uh, new clients or even existing clients ramping up the size of their deposits into these mega banks. Yeah, well that that's not a good sign if the biggest banks are are needing some help already, Joey. You would think that Well the, you, you these are going, listen, these are people leaving the small banks, going to the big banks thinking, "Hey, right. I, I I feel safer there because they won't let JP Morgan go under." Right? They they let Silicon Valley Bank go under. They tried to find a buyer, didn't do it. If the worst case scenario, you get a Bear Stearns job, where up over the weekend, uh, somebody buys it for $2 a share. Uh, this is what's happening. And again, this makes sense to me. This is something where I think we're going, like I said, we have not seen the last of these bank closures. And uh, just like a lot of things here now, Jason, You've got to be so big 
to be able to survive it anymore uh, because th- this is the weight of it. If you're not one of the top six banks, if you're not one of the two big-to-fail banks, you're just not big enough. I think by the end of this cycle, whether it takes months or it takes a couple of years, Joe, this is just just from my perspective, one of those big I think they're going to sacrifice one of those big banks just to show everybody that it, it will be done if it has to be done. I, I think one of them goes, Joe. But next year to two, three years, you'll see one of those big banks in this crisis that's going to happen. One of them, one of them's going to go. You watch. It'll, <laughs> it'll happen. And it'll, it'll be under a, a immense economic stress. Yeah, well, and again, this is what where they can usher in uh, the digital currency, digital currency. with. Yeah. yeah, you just have to listen. You know what? We've been saying it for years and years and years. Don't have more money in your bank than you need. It's just, it's foolish right now. And, and think about uh, the FDIC fund. You know, they, I, I thought it was about $130 billion. I saw an article out that this weekend that as of last week, they only had a $125 billion, uh, and they're going to spend anywhere from, you know, let, let's say 40 to $50 billion of that on these two, uh, what we thought were insignificant banks, right? These weren't supposed to have any type of, of financial risk, right? They weren't supposed to be able to take the system down. Uh, and they're, they, you know, they, they didn't get stress tested. They weren't big enough to be stress tested. And yet, Jason, look at, look at where we sit here today. They're not stress tested so that the bigger banks can place their risky bets with those banks. <laughs> you know, just because someone's putting a, a bet at the, at the casino table there, Joe, does, doesn't mean it's uh, somebody that's not supposed to be playing. You can just give your money to the guy that can go to the table, right? I mean, that's, that's how it works, right? Yeah, and again, and I want to make sure people understand this because uh, some people think uh, that, uh, you know, credit unions are, are, are different. They are not. Uh, they are the exact same. You you, you got to consider most, uh, if not all, the credit unions a small bank. And by small, I mean hey, you're you're not one of the the stress test banks, uh, which puts you in that category. Now, credit unions tend to be much less risky in their lending and and in the and, you know and and primarily lend to their own depositors for like auto loans and and things like that but again it doesn't matter here's the problem we don't know you don't know as a depositor you don't know hey who's your biggest depositors who are they you probably don't know why would you know why would you need to know? And and the problem is, is you know what else you don't know? Hey, how much cash do you really have? Right? Let's just say you got a market cap of I don't know fifty billion dollars. Hey, I got I got I got fifty billion dollars of, of of deposits. Okay, well, if five billion of deposits says you know what, I'm just too nervous. I'm going to go to J.P. Morgan. Do you have five billion dollars? And what you're going to find out is, no. They were like, well, you know what? We've got a billion, right? And you know what? We're going to have to, we're going to have to raise money. We're going to have to sell some of these securities that we know are losers to, to raise the money. And, and now all of a sudden, Jason, once that starts, 
right? The other depo- the other big depositors, they see this. We wouldn't. Why would you say you're out there working? Right, you're, I don't know, you, you clean carpets for a living, you work construction, you got your own small business, you're not watching this stuff, you don't, why would you even see it, where would you even go to find it? But believe you know, me, there's, there's people out there that this is exactly what they're looking for. I have one of those credit unions, Joe, that's what, that's where I bank, is that one of the credit unions and, and over the years, it's not as strong and as, as, as hardy as it used to be. Uh, the credit unions, I think, got a little weaker. They get bought up by other credit unions. They kind of link together, and they have these credit union groups. Well, I've noticed over the last five plus years that these 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 linking together of credit unions. Uh, you know, if I go to a branch credit union, I get treated way worse than going directly to my credit union. And uh, they borrow the money from all the same places. You know, here's the thing: is if they do business with anybody outside their 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 uh, membership, which they do. Uh, Joe's right. They're just as susceptible. And then Joe, here's here's a, here's what a scary thought for me with a credit union. These big rich guys that have their uh, money in different banks, you know, to be safe, right? All it takes is one of those guys, or maybe a couple of them. Hey, I'm going to throw some of my big deposits in these these credit unions because they won't. Have, there's less of a chance of a bank run on a credit union, right? If I was a rich guy, why not, right? Just throw it in a credit union, and uh, you, you know, the bank runs are going on off in other places. Then you can go quietly get your money out of the credit union. How many of those would just destroy a credit union, right, Joe? If the credit unions take a couple of those big deposits and suddenly someone comes in, oh, there's a bank crisis, I want my money now. I'm yep, that, that, that's, crushing. that's exactly what we're talking about. When we return, Jeff Gunlet, one of my favorite guys, he's going to weigh in on what we're going to expect from the Fed next week and then for the rest of the year. 800-951-0592. Joe and Jason here on this Tuesday uh, after the CPI really didn't provide a whole lot of relief. Uh, we've got about 200 of those 10th ounce left that we were selling yesterday. Uh, they're $250 a piece. Uh, if you want to roll, they're rolls of 50, uh, 12,000. $500 on the roll, and then I've got $110 liberties. And, and Jason, you're going to be able to save 10 bucks a coin on these $1,120 on the half-ounce $10 liberty. Again, you got got 100 of those available. And, Jason, we're seeing premiums across the board. I know you're getting the same text I'm getting. Uh, gold premiums up, silver premiums jumping up again. Matter of fact, silver premiums have jumped up twice today alone yeah that shows that the warning that i talked about in the, the last segment the, the, these these bank closures are another warning of uh to get your money moved uh into something better and right now gold and silver is just the best place to, to hold your savings and uh so we're that's the warning. the warning was well heeded by a lot of customers uh all over the country buying gold and silver and so that pushes the premiums just the way I mean, look, it just what did that take, Joe? Friday and Monday, and then the premiums just came Friday racing upwards. Yep, Friday and Monday. Friday and Monday. Jeff Gunlatch was on CNBC. I, I I don't think he asked Jim Cramer about any of his recommendations. Uh, you should probably you should probably do what the that new ETF does and just do the opposite of what he says. But he was talking about the Fed, and again, Jason and I we've been ex- trying to explain it as best we can. The higher the rates go the more trouble 
these what we'll call the vulnerable 4,000 or so banks become if they have a run. Now, what, what, are, what banks are they targeting right now? Obviously, they're going to target, what, the ones that have done the riskiest amount of stuff. But the higher the rates go, the more losses they would have to incur if they have to sell their off-balance sheet securities. Jeff Gunlatch said, listen, the Fed is going to raise next Wednesday. And he said the only reason they're going to do it is because they feel like they would lose credibility if they didn't. And that they're going to raise only 25 basis points. And his exact quote, I just think to save kind of the program and their credibility. I mean, do they have any credibility left? Do they? Really? Do they? Right? Remember, they told us there, uh, there was no inflation, right? It was transitory. It was supply chain problems. Uh, then they, they made up disinflation. You know, here's the funny thing. But disinflation only made it like a couple weeks. You know, it, it, at least transitory made it for like a whole year. They probably raised rates for 20, uh, uh, by 25 basis points. I would think that would be their very last increase. Interesting comments. Uh, you know, we, we just think about, I mean, Wednesday, last, how about this, a week ago, last Tuesday, Jason and I were talking about, hey, they're probably going to go a quarter point for the next four, five, six meetings. They, they may go a quarter point the whole, you know, every meeting for the rest of the year. And all of a sudden, here comes Thursday. We start hearing about Silicon Valley Bank, and by Friday, Jason, we're talking about the Fed's probably going to do one just because they want to, you know, for some credibility. But then after that, they they may be done here. I mean, where there's one bank, uh, Nakamura's talking about they need to lower it 25 basis points and end quantitative tightening. Yeah, I think they're not going to do that, Joe, because the inflation numbers are high enough that uh, they have to at least uh, appear to be fighting inflation. You know, no matter how good or bad the markets are, the, if inflation keeps on doing what it's doing for even an even a lot more elongated period of time before they change policy and say, oh, okay, well, now we're, we're going to do 4 or 5%, that's the norm. But, but when they set that standard, then I guess everybody just has to bow to the Fed. But before they do that, they have to show the appearance of fighting inflation, even if the markets are having trouble. So, you, you know, the disinflation, Joe, I, I'll tell you right now, the, the disinflation uh, word will be brought up again. He'll bring it up. If you look at the CPI from, uh, what is it, uh, June of last year, it's been the year-over-year number has been less every single month, 9-1 to 8-5, gonna he'll, he'll come up with it again. When, when things don't seem quite as rocky, you'll hear that word pop out of his mouth again, I think, disinflation. But here's what, here's what we're hitting with that two-year number that I do. It goes to 8-5-8-3-8-6-9-1 over the next four months. So, so even up. if we go down yeah. to the fives in the next three or four months, the last still two the years, still be thirteen point nine, thirteen point nine, right? Exactly. I mean, no, that, this is what—it's a hidden number, and it's—it's it's almost like they really want inflation to burn because this is this is a way of of profit taking. This inflation is theft. People don't really understand. It. It's a—it's a tax. It's theft from you. 
That's all it is. That's all it is. It's simple theft. We didn't have inflation through the entire century of the 1800s, except for times of war. And there doesn't need to be inflation of any kind if you have an honest money system. But we don't. We have thieves that print the money, and we have to borrow it into existence and pay it back with interest. We pay back, Joe, money that the Treasury could print for nothing. We pay interest on it. It's theft. It's theft, and it's, it's completely rigged if you look at these numbers, Joe. Gunlatch goes on to say that he doesn't even know if the inflation numbers are even relevant anymore. Think about that. We just yeah. said 6%, nowhere near 2%. And he's like, man, I don't know that it's relevant. And, of course, he says that uh, the the fallout from Silicon Valley Bank threw, uh, really threw a wrench in Jay Powell's plan. Uh, and, again, i got to ask uh, the Fed, where were they here? I mean, that's the San Francisco Federal Reserve's territory. Where were they? And why did they not, why once again do they never seem to see any of this stuff coming, Jason? It's amazing how they don't see anything. I think some of them see it coming because they're making decisions. Uh, I've said it many times, but as soon as I heard the New York Fed uh, chief last year say that, hey, but by June of this year, the CPI would be 6.8. Well, Joe, we're, we're kind of sitting in that place, aren't we? And in a few months, when they cont- you know, here's the thing about these banks that closed down. For them to really get all these assets sold and to find out who really is going to lose in this thing, it could take 60 to 90 days. And so after 60 to 90 days, Joe, I have a feeling we're going to see some more bank closures when, some- when the losers get chosen. And it'll start to snowball and start to speed up. So we have 6% CPI now. Why do I get the feeling, oh, we got, you know, March, April, May, June. The inflation could go up or stay the same, or things could be a much different world in a couple of months. Giving anybody that's listening a chance to buy some gold, right, Joe? Absolutely. Listen, we're going to, when we return, we're going to talk about all these companies moving their money to the big banks and what it could mean. 800-951-0592. We got a couple of rolls of 10th ounce American gold eagles left. Uh, they're $250 a piece. Uh, if you buy a roll of them, a roll of 50, 12,500. Uh, and then $10 liberties. Uh, we have them on sale today at $1,120 at 800 951 Zero five nine two. I'm tracking some silver. Uh, man, silver just, it was, for a brief minute, it seemed like silver was everywhere, and now it's nowhere again uh, to be found. Uh, but I'll, I'll try. We're trying for tomorrow to see if we can uh, do something on the silver side of things. But, uh, you know, some interesting things uh, coming out about the, uh, making the depositors hold uh, the Citadel's uh, CEO Griffin. He got another one of these billionaires. Once again, another missed opportunity uh, to to really say, "Hey, the moral hazard here, right? You, you want to, you know, live in all the good times. You want to be super risky. Well, when you're super risky, this is what happens." Uh, but saying that this is the breakdown of capitalism uh, was saying that uh, the FDIC caved in. The Wall Street Journal saying that venture capitalists de- uh, 
heavy, big Democratic donors, Silicon Valley politicians, uh, got the FDIC to say, okay, you know what? We're going to insure all of the deposits. Just to give you an idea of what it's going to cost. So I just got the first numbers here of what this is going to cost the, the FDIC. Uh, according to uh, when a bank fails, uninsured depositors on average take a 10 to 15 percent haircut. We know that about a hundred and fifty billion dollars of their deposits were uninsured, so that equates Jason to another 15 to 22 billion. On top of the twenty-three billion in insured deposits, Jason, we're looking at one bank almost fifty billion dollars, and the FDIC only had one hundred twenty-five to start, and that doesn't include Signature Bank. Yeah, that's uh, that's not a very pretty picture uh, with just a couple of you know three banks having stress, right, and and and, and bailing two of them out. So so uh, what. what I think they've got plans, Joe. This is just me. I think they got plans on, on how to shore this thing up when the next few banks close, which I think will be in the next few months. Um, but but there'll be a, a time where there's not enough uh, funny money floating around to, to fi- keep this thing fixed, and that's when the bottom falls out. Uh, I still think we got some time, Joe, before it really, really gets bad. But for those people that bought gold on Friday and bought gold yesterday and bought, buying gold today, congrats on that because it's better – Better to get this thing done now than to wait for uh, whatever, Joe. Like, hey, I'm, I'm thinking there's a better time to buy. Maybe if I wait just a little longer, right? I, I don't get that. I just don't get that that uh, state of mind. You've you got to get yourself out of this risk of this situation as quickly as possible, Joe. Yeah, yeah I think 50 basis points is gone. We think uh, the rate hikes back to, hey, I think these rate hikes are going to end much sooner now than people think. How about this? This isn't good. Moody's. Uh, Moody's Investor Service, they're, they're the rating agencies. Uh, they just put the entire, I, I don't know if I've ever seen this before, the entire banking system to negative from stable. So uh, Moody's here, and this, uh, this just happened not too long ago. Uh, one of the big three rating services has announced that the entire banking system is now negative. Uh, it was stable. Uh, and that kind of goes to, to the point of what are these depositors going to do now that have left these banks? Are they going to tighten the purse strings here? Probably. How about the depositors at the big banks seeing all of this go on? Uh, we know... Money's been pouring into treasuries. Well, maybe not today, but Friday and Monday just poured in there. Uh, that's money uh, that that's not going to be put into the economy. J- Jason, we can really be setting ourselves up for a really ugly second half of the year, uh, depending if if the the Fed, you know, Gunlets was talking about credibility. Do they have any left? Right. Joe, and I think when it comes to the next few bank uh, problems that will be coming up, and I think it can be coming soon, it all comes down to, the, to start with the FDIC, right? Because you're talking about, oh, look, look what look what one little situation did to their funds. So then the, the obvious next question is, well, where are they going to fund it when they run out? 
And, and they've got these little pockets of money in different places. And I've mentioned the reverse repo market. That's a, it's a cash holding site. To me, Joe, they, they could, they could, the Fed could push the banks like, yeah, you're holding your cash there, but it's your banking system that's failing. So maybe you should put some of that, uh, right now, $2.1 trillion back into the FDIC. I think yeah. when the reverse repo market goes, gets, starts going down and going down significantly, Joe, then that's, that's, that's a good time clock as to when this thing's really going to go bad. You'll start to see that 2.1 trillion go down to nothing because it's just, it's just a holding site for cash. And at some point, these banks are going to need that money back, aren't they, Joe? Well, in the downgrade of the entire sector, the rating agency cited extraordinary action taken to shore up the sector. Extraordinary action to shore up the sector. It said that, unfortunately, other banks, they don't mention who, but other banks have unrealized losses or uninsured depositors that were still at risk. So th- this is a uh, you know pretty significant statement out of Moody saying, hey, listen, we don't think this thing is over. Uh, there are still banks that, that have problems, and there are still more unsecured uh, deposits that the FDIC is going to have to come up with. We'll be back after the break. Final segment here on this Tuesday, one-tenth ounce American Gold Eagles. This is it, the last of them. Uh, then they'll be right back to 200, I want 265 now. Uh, but we got them on sale for 250, uh, $250 on one-tenth ounce American Gold Eagles. Uh, we've got the $10 Liberties at 1120 at 800 951 Gold's down 5. Uh, 1911. Silver's up 10 cents, uh, 2190. The Dow is up 400 points, at least for right now. Uh, Moody's, uh, man. This is the last thing I'll say about their, their report. Rapidly deteriorating operational environment is what they called the U.S. banking sector. Uh, I don't, you're not mincing words right there, Jason. Yeah, I don't, I, do, I don't hear you. Oh, there you are. You're good. You're good. There we go. Yeah, this is why we do what we do. Uh, we sell gold and silver because, because these things, I, I, I like uh, when you say gun launch doesn't, he, he doesn't care about the numbers anymore. I mean, the numbers are some sort of a guide, but to, to, to not be trusted, I, I totally agree with not trusting the numbers. I mean, it, it, it's just all there to, to be a smoke screen so that you put your money in the wrong place and you put yourself in a susceptible position. Joe, I just, you know, you should put yourself in the best possible position you can economically, especially in times like this when they're getting ready Absolutely. to flush the toilet, so to speak, and, and a lot of people are going to go down with the ship. I'm going to tell you right now, it, it, it was something we thought, hey, the Fed's going to hike till they break it, right? That's what we've always said that. They broke it. It broke. Something broke. It wasn't what we thought was going to break, right? We've been waiting. Where's all the layoffs, right? The job, you know, the jobs are going to slow. Never in my wildest dreams, I didn't even imagine that we would have another banking crisis. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I've said it for how long? They never fixed what happened in 07 and 08. They didn't fix that. 
They didn't fix it. They papered over it. And now look at now all of a sudden it's coming out in ways people never even thought of, Jason. Well, they never did fix it, but they put a big fat band-aid over it until they can get the technology to catch up for what they want, which is their digital currency. The banking system's broken, so let's replace it. Well, wait a minute. They're not going to really let us replace it until we have the, uh, a way to where they have no way of disagreeing with us, a digital currency which they have no control over. So they're there now, Joe. They, they're happy. They can break it now. They can let these banks go away. And I, that, that, that's gonna, I think we're going to see a slow progression of, of bank failures. We may go a month or two without another one, but I think in two, 60 days or 90 days after this one, you're, you're going to see some more happen, Joe. You're going to see it happen again yeah. and, then, and then again and again. And I know we're, we're, so we've got a little reprieve today, uh, and uh, and that's probably all it is. Uh, news out of Credit Suisse. We, it seems it just keeps going from bad to worse. The Securities and Exchange Commission said uh, Credit Suisse had material weakness in its internal controls over financial reporting. That's really code for hey they they. they uh, they were fudging the numbers to make it look better uh, than what they really were. Credit Suisse now at another new low. And Jason, this is this is a, a too big to fail bank here. Yeah, we get to some of those uh, f- foreign banks that are the biggest in their country. Yeah, they they uh, the, this, this could get really serious really quick. You know, I think China had a lot more banking stress uh, in in the previous year or two than than they let on. I think that's something that's not been talked about. It. It bubbled up and then it kind of went away, didn't it, Joe? Absolutely. 800-951-0592. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.